movies in 4K. Welcome to episode 25, ladies and gentlemen. I am Bill Shetty. I am Lady Phantom. And we hit the big number 25. Ooh. Wow, it's flying by people (laughs) out there. Unbelievable. We've knocked out this many episodes in this short amount of time since the uh, pandemic. But it's just that we're having so much fun. Yes, and we're getting a lot of requests, more in the pipeline coming out, bonus episodes. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you are subscribed to us. Now let's kick this off. All right, Lady Phantom, what happened during the last week? Well, guess what? As it happens, there's going to be some Willy Wonka stuff going around because real life Willy Wonka gives away Candy Factory in a giant treasure hunt. Like, for real. David Klein, he is the owner of Jelly Belly. He's getting ready to retire, and he decided to just leave the candy industry with a bang... And he's going to do some Willy Wonka-style golden ticket search into the world for people to actually do. Wow. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be cool. You, I mean, people can sign up for one of their treasure hunts. There's a website. It's thegoldticket.com. And each one of the golden tickets is redeemable for $5,000 each. And he's going to leave this, uh, these golden tickets like with necklaces or something lying around for, for people just to find. And the winner of this thing, the, the treasure hunt, he's going to get an ownership deed to a candy factory in Florida and an all-expense paid trip to be educated in candy making in Wisconsin at the, at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So... This that is cool. Sounds fun. Yeah. Sign up. Yeah, if Get people in are into this stuff, why not? I think I mean it sounds fun. Yeah, change pace. Get your kids involved. Get the tickets. Yeah. So you can dance like like uh Charlie's granddad. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Interesting topic from Phantom and mine this week is going to be the first Las Vegas casino just announced they're going smoke-free. Yep. Now, I am a smoker out there, and you might think that I am pissed off by this, but I'm not. And I'll tell you why. The Phantom and I are kind of paranoid. We're germaphobes already before this pandemic, and... When we walk around casinos now and go into restaurants, you see so many people not wearing masks, and they have two excuses. One, they're smoking. Two is they're drinking. Now, this doesn't count the people that have the mask below their nose. And funnily enough, we just went to the casino tonight, and there was actually, I'd say, at least a dozen people I noticed walking around without any masks whatsoever And nobody saying nothing. I know. And then a lot of other people wearing it like below the nose. And you're like, it's not a mouth guard. It's not a chin guard. So not to get off the topic, (sighs) though, Park MGM, it hasn't opened yet. It opens at the end of September, but they're going to be completely smoke free. Now, this could lead to other casinos going that way. I hope so. And I'm a smoker. And... While it was hard to reconcile with it, at first, us smokers have been put in the back many times. This is no first rodeo. You know, you used to be able to smoke in restaurants. You had smoking, non-smoking. You could walk into stores. You could go in movie theaters back in the day. So for me, we just gambled for almost two hours tonight. It didn't bother me at all. Actually, I didn't even smoke after the casino. We drove home and then washed our hands and did all that good stuff you got to do now. And then I smoked. But I really think it's a good thing. Remember, smokers are only 20% of the population now. And the only last point I would say to this is if these whales, these big-time gamblers smoke, 
they're going to make accommodations for them. Yeah. They're not going to they're going to put them in a separate room or something if they're a million dollar player or something. So it ain't going to stop that. But your thoughts on going smoke free the first one? Well, I'm all for it because I mean I'm you I am a non-smoker. Anyway. Yeah, most non-smokers hate smoke to begin with. So. Yeah, I know when I go into a casino I know what I'm getting into. I am not one of those uh, non-smokers that will make faces or everything if another person two machines away is smoking. Now, if the smoke is in my face, I will. But it's because, I mean, basically I can't breathe, right? But that's something else. But the thing is that this thing is spread via breathing out. Aerosol. Basically. And these people that are smoking... They are blowing air. I mean, of course, it spreads it more. So, yeah, I mean, right now we need, uh, right now, and I, I think for the rest of forever, we need to be careful. And tell the listeners, Phantom, that I actually predicted this back in March when the pandemic started. Yeah. I said, this is the time that it's going to come down where the casinos won't allow smoking. It hasn't happened yet. This is the first one. I'm sure it's going to depend on how this goes. The other casinos are going to be looking out, I'm sure. Yes. Um, This is MGM. They have seven properties here, something like that. The big casinos. So is Caesars going to start? Is Wynn? Is... You never know, but I actually think it's a good thing. I'm a smoker. I know it bothers people. It stinks. It's a dirty habit, Um, and I'm cool with it. If I want to smoke, I can go outside. I can get up from the slot machine. It's not going to stop gamblers from gambling, period. Yeah. yeah, No way. They will just walk out the door or to a predefined spot Mm -hmm. and smoke. Yeah, you totally called it, and yeah. I think it is just the beginning and probably they just started with one like just to to see test the waters. Yeah, test the waters exactly. But yeah, I think eventually probably sooner than later all casinos or most of them will go smoke free because it's right now it's a matter of health. But then again, you never know. Well, it's always a matter of health. I mean, there's secondhand smoke already. Yeah, that's true. And that so many people complain true. about it. And I will let you know, listeners out there, if you don't know, most hotels in Las Vegas are smoke-free, by the way. Yeah. It kind of perturbs me <laughs> a little bit. It doesn't anymore. But like downtown, you can smoke in most of them hotels. But most of the strip properties... And even some of the local spots are smoke-free in the hotel already, Mm -hmm. so you can't smoke in the room even if you're a smoker or not. Yep. All right, let's get to our new segment. What we chose this week to cover in our Las Vegas movie brief summary is The Hangover from 2009. And who is in this one, Lady Phantom? Zach Galifianakis, Bradley Cooper... Justin Bertha and Ed Helm. Yes. And among others. I mean, it's full of it, it has Mike Tyson, it has Ken Jeong, it has Heather Graham. Yeah, some cameos. So yeah. what's the little rundown of this movie, Phantom? Well, it's basically about four guys. They're going to Vegas because one of them is getting married and they're having a bachelor party. But after the first night, Three of them wake up, not remembering a single thing. The guy is missing, the fiancé, and there's a tiger in the room, and there's a baby in the room, and things are it's wrong. It's a mess. It's, it's a funny. Mess. They're going all over town. They're finding little clues. They find like a matchbook or something. I forget exactly what, and I've seen this five times. Yeah. But then they go to a wedding chapel and they go to a certain casino or a certain bar and they get clues along the way and zach has this baby with him half the movie until they find the mother (laughs) yes (laughs) and it just spirals out of control and it's hilarious this is a straight-up comedy yeah absolutely it's uh, the well that was the first time i saw all of them actually and i'll tell you what 
Zach is amazing, and Ed Helms was amazing. I would say Bradley Cooper wasn't really that funny in this to be a comedian. Well, not like them, but I mean, not as funny. I mean, these people, Ed Helms and Zach, they are basically comedians. Bradley Cooper is not only a comedian, but I also, I think he is really funny. Yeah, he's got some funny lines at certain times, Mm -hmm. but his whole demeanor is more serious than the other two. And Zach, just the way he stands and he's a little not there in the head. He is great at delivering lines completely serious with a straight face. I think he made the movie personally. Yes. Like, without a doubt. He is just so hysterical. Like, every little nod he makes or wink and yeah that was also the first time i saw ken jeong when i first watched this movie and i couldn't believe how well, funny I think he was that's the most well i think that's where everybody originally seen him from i suppose yeah but, but later on i've seen him in a lot of stuff but I, that was I, I just thought he was hysterical yes and he's in this whole series too isn't he i guess i i i have only watched this movie of the of the franchise i haven't seen the second or the third i think this movie made ked jong and yes he's on a lot of things he's on that mass singer now who's one of the judges No, but he was also in other movies you haven't watched that he is really good at and actually no you know what i'm lying i think the first ever time i saw him he it was in knocked up when he actually plays a doctor which he is and uh, and he was also very funny in that, but it it was a completely different character. Yeah, his character in this, he's like a I don't know, drug lord or something. Yeah, <laughs> and they owe him money, and there's a big deal with that. And anyway, you just gotta follow. You gotta see if this guy gets back home to get married and all that. And it's just shenanigans from the second yeah. <laughs> they get into Vegas. And that's what we should describe. We're talking about Vegas movies. This is 98% set in Vegas. There is a bit part back in their hometown when they're driving. And then the flashbacks. Yeah. But they're in all the strip casinos. They're on top of like the palms looking down over the strip. They're going to actual wedding chapels in Vegas. So this is set here and filmed here. And it is totally funny. So let's get to our rating and recommendation. I'll start this as a nine and buy. I'm not the biggest comedy person in the world, but this thing is funny. And it helps to me. It's set in Vegas because you have strippers in it and (laughs) CD people in it and dance clubs and wedding chapels it like portrays vegas in a fun way and that's what it is so this is definite buy yeah me too i think you should definitely buy it and i also think it's a nine out of ten it's a great movie super funny all right we're hoping you're liking our little las vegas movies let us know on the guest book if you enjoyed us. We got one so far, I think, said they liked the Vegas thing. So uh, mm-hmm. let us know. And if you don't like it, too, let us know. You know, we're only covering it for about five minutes. And now we're getting into our feature. From 2016, Hacksaw Ridge, directed by Mel Gibson. And who stars in this, Lady Phantom? Andrew Garfield, Sam Worthington, Luke Brazy, Ving Vaughn, and other people. Yes, this is listed as biography, drama, history, war. Like we've said on a couple episodes now, I'm thinking we should have added this genre. (laughs) We're dropping history and we got to drop biography too. Or no, we're dropping biography because that's the one we've been getting a lot of. And this one's also listed in history and we're dropping that too. We just don't have space. We got enough for 15 and I think drama war is perfectly fine. Yeah. And it's also good that we drop biography because yeah, I mean, this, this movie is definitely based on the life of a person, but it's not completely biographical it's not like it everything happened exactly like in the movie 
but so it's I fine. think you're mistaken with that classification, Lady Phantom. I don't think it has to be identical to what happened to be called well, a biography. Yeah. It's not a documentary. That is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But yeah, we'll just let you know. It's definitely a biography. This did happen, and how much of it happened goes to one of my faults in this movie. Little uh, <laughs> tip right off the bat here. But um, why don't you read that uh, synopsis on IMDb, Phantom? World War II American Army medic Desmond T. Doss, who served during the Battle of Okinawa, refuses to kill people and becomes the first man in American history to receive the Medal of Honor without firing a shot. Yes, and the one thing I hate about that synopsis is you know the guy lives. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that is a spoiler. Well, Because yeah, if you're you don't in know, war, yeah. I had no idea. I'd never heard this story before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but by fun. reading the synopsis, you know, this guy survives. Well, no, he, he could have received that posthumously. You don't really know. I don't think you can get the Medal of Honor being dead. I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't works. know either. But this movie starts with the lead character being taken off in a stretcher mm-hmm. during this war scene. Yeah. But immediately after that, this might be a minute or two scene. We go back 15 years mm-hmm. to when this guy is a teenager, somewhere around there, right? Even smaller. That like, Maybe yeah, pre-teen. like he, they, he and his brother might have been 11, 12, around. Okay, around there. Mm-hmm. And what you notice here, and this plays a while, this is a long movie, fans out there, another one, two hours and 20 minutes. And you just find out his father has PTSD. He was in World War One. He's very irate he's an alcoholic he beats his wife (laughs) he wants to beat his kids yeah things like that yeah he's played by hugo weaving by the way and he is great yes that guy he's always great knocked this role out of the park like if i was this dude's kid i would have been scared of this guy oh yeah like he was very stern overly stern very irate angry most of the time never yeah. smiled but you can tell it's not the uh, it's not a character that you see and you hate it's like you know he's really suffering inside and and well he does have a uh, little bit of an arc in this yes yeah but you see the main character and his brother growing up and you're learning about that then they jump ahead again after a nice 20 minute scene here and mm-hmm. he meets a nurse. Yeah. Played and, by Teresa Palmer from Lights Out. And I'll tell you what, that girl's really good looking. Oh, yeah. And this She's is a not very the- pretty girl next door type look. Yeah. Very nice attitude. Very kind. Really nice smile. Yeah. And this is not the prettiest she has looked in movies. This girl is beautiful. But the thing is that her character is so sweet and nice that that gives her a, a, a special glow, I think. She, she seems like a really good person. Yes. So we have our lead. You see him wine and dine her, get in a relationship and things like that. Now, this is another 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Where the movie changes a little bit is his brother comes up and enlists in the military. And his father is totally perturbed because all his friends were killed in World War I. And the chance of his son being killed is really high during this war. So he went behind his back and enlisted to have an argument. That dude's gone after this. And this isn't really spoilery, I don't think. Because that's not a lead character. That's just a small little thing. Because then our lead does go enlist, but he does tell his father. And this guy is very religious. Mm -hmm. He's set in his ways and he analyzes things compulsory. Yeah. And his father is shocked when he comes to him because he's like, you are not going to make, you're not built for this the way you think. You can't sit and analyze things during the middle of war. You do what you're told, no questions asked. So he's very leery and very disappointed in him because he never thought yeah, he would he enlist. Would go. Yeah, yeah. Be- I mean, this this guy 
from the start, even when he goes to enlist, I'm going to enlist because I want to serve my country, but I am not touching a gun. And that's like the, the, the important thing at that's the start. That's what this movie's about. Basically. Exactly, because he won't touch a gun and he is going to be a medic. He decides he wants to be a medic and he's there to save people, not to kill them, period. Right. This is the time we jump into the military. Yeah, the training camp. The thing. training montage a la Full Metal Jacket, yes. which was done so much better in my opinion. I like this. Here's my first criticism of this movie. Vince Vaughn did not pull off the drill sergeant. He needed to be sterner. Oh, yeah. my God. If you guys haven't seen Full Metal Jacket, please watch that movie with R. Lee Ermey. I mean, this guy is incredible. And rest in peace. He died not too long ago. Well, but then again, I mean, R. Lee Ermey, he actually was in the military. So you can't compare. What now, do you mean I can't? Yes, I can compare. I don't care where he was. Well, yeah, that's true. Now, Mel Gibson was going to play this part, but he decided to stay in the directing chair and not be the guy. But he was going to be this character. But this whole montage felt exactly like Mel Gibson ripped this off. The drill sergeant names each people one's ghoul because he is a weird looking guy. Yeah. He almost looks half dead. And what's some of the other names? Hollywood. Then? Hollywood. There's Private Idiot. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But you get scenes, drill sergeant scenes, like in Full Metal Jacket, Officer and a Gentleman, just to put it in context. And this is where the problem comes in this movie. Not to me, but I mean the... The movie, like where the dilemma comes. Right, because Andrew Garfield... By the way, do you know this kid? Have you yeah. ever seen him before? Yeah, he was in Spider-Man. He was in the well, the Amazing Spider-Man. He was in Doctor Who. He has been in many things. Okay, so they're going through all the things they have to do to pass to become soldiers. The time comes where they got to learn about shooting, holding rifles, and all that, and pass that. And this is when this guy refuses. Well, at first. Of course, you get a scene like you get in Full Metal Jacket where everybody else is ticked off because he won't do something and the drill sergeant's making him do 100-mile laps and all sorts of things because this guy ain't going along. And then this is where we get the Sam Worthington character, which I didn't like him either. They just didn't feel like military leaders at all to me, Phantom. Now, yeah. the colonel... Over Worthington, dead. But yes. that guy's only in it five minutes. Yeah, that is true. Like, like Sam Worthington looked like he was trying really hard to seem like, you know, like a boss. But he didn't really no, pull it off. he didn't off. pull it off. And you don't, if you don't know who that guy is, that's the guy that was in Avatar. That's and Terminator Salvation. Yeah. Okay, so again... I think we're describing a lot during this movie, but I think we need to to get the feel because this movie, to me, is in three segments. You have the before war, you have the boot camp, and, the and then you get the war. Of course, you know, it wouldn't be a movie. He does get to stay in. <laughs> Plus, with the synopsis, he does get to stay in the army. He does get to go to Okinawa and fight in World War II at, I think, 1945. Yes, May 1945. And then we get to all that action. So this is set up in stages, and you will know watching this when the one part's done. And I'll tell you what, it took a while to get to the war. It's well over an hour. Yeah. You get to the boot camp before that, but the boot camp isn't near as fun to me. There was some entertaining stuff in there you know the camaraderie with the guys and when they're having to go over walls and stuff there's little battles here and there and there's certain things that pick up that come into play in this movie but once they get to war they are in it <laughs> and it is non-stop war from like 120 to 220 yes and it's impressive and it is violent it is gory. It is brutal. It is unbelievable. Yeah. 
Now, coming from Mel Gibson, I don't think we were shocked by that. No, I mean, if you have seen The Passion of the Christ, Braveheart, and Apocalypto, I, I, I think you can't expect anything else. He is like a master of realism and brutality in his movies. I mean... Yes, yeah, so let's get into some technicals, and then if you got any negatives, Phantom, we can get into them. First is the positives and the technicals. Oh, my God, this movie is incredible. I don't know how much it costs to make this movie. I don't know. But the war scenes were ultra-realistic, ultra-bloody. They show half bodies, arms hanging. They show it all. Caboodles of gunshot wounds, mortar wounds. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's painful. And there's some scenes where this plays out for like 30 minutes and then they'll have to retreat and then it'll be night and then there'll be some little conversations, but then you're right back in it. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm not necessarily comparing, but it's like if the first 15 minutes of Saving Private Ryan lasted an hour and they were even more bloody, I mean... Wow, it is something else. And I want and to realistic, also... not one thing look fake. It's incredible how they did absolutely. some of these scenes. And also I want to say that I found, I don't know if refreshing is the right word, but it was an, a different point of view because like, of course there have been all the movies from the Second World War, but most of them, you see them from Europe. Right. And this one, I mean, there have been others that have been set in Japan, but like this one is like a very specific battle in Japan. That well, that's the, where this guy was stationed, so. Exactly. So I, I, I like that. Actually, I do like that because you see also the, the, the different forms of fighting because, I mean, as far as I know, the Germans, I mean, the, the, these people, there was something, you know, like you couldn't or they couldn't shoot medics or everything. But the Japanese, they were the opposite. They actually targeted medics to destroy morale. So like from the start, they tell him, you know what? Like get that uh, the Red Cross sign and the thing in the arm. Or like, band. yes, the arm band, like get rid of them because they will target you. Yes. So he does. Okay. Sound incredible through this when you get to the war there's not much going on there is some great this is another great soundtrack i cannot believe since i've started this podcast how many great soundtracks beautiful I've music found. This outstanding movie beautiful timely music. felt like i was there 70 years ago it has that authentic sort of war sound melodramatic at times and then a little upbeat american stars and stripes type sounds and worked well and it interludes in and out and is outstanding yes it is the other thing we're going to cover this on the 4k disc too but it needs to be said here too while all this action was going on, the dialogue remained completely intelligible, which I am impressed with. Crystal clear, yes. Because the sound effects in this movie do not stop when they're in war. It is just nonstop gun battles, missiles, bombs, all sorts of things going off. Yes, and uh, it, And it's you can impressive. even hear them when they're talking to one another at a distance too uh -huh. but it yeah. still sounded like they were at a distance which was so cool but it was very intelligible not one word did i miss in this movie with all this action going on yeah and talking about the action i think the cinematography in this movie deserves mention oh, because it God. every second of this movie from the the story like pre-war to the boot camp and the war like all the cinematography is top notch like some parts like the first part of the movie is super colorful and beautiful the mountains that they show the the greens this that it's beautiful okay now let's get into the set design lady phantom did it feel authentic to you did you like the uniforms were they accurate in your opinion absolutely 
And there's one scene where Hugo Weaving wears a, a uniform from the first World War, from the Great War. And you can tell, like, even if you don't know the uniforms, and, and actually one of the people in, in uh, the military says, uh, like, that's a Great War uniform. And, and the things that you know, like, even the color is different, and it has this, this 19... 17, 18 And I'm sure I didn't research this, but all the medals the generals and stuff were wearing, I'm sure were accurate. I don't know if they were. Probably, yes. I I couldn't imagine them not being accurate. Uh Uh-huh. You know, in a movie like this. All the barracks looked authentic. Even in the old time, 15 years before, the housings, you know, the garb they were wearing, like her nurse uniform was definitely timed. Mm-hmm. to this period yeah the cars everything felt so real so authentic and i think they nailed that now the one thing i would like to talk about with you lady phantom and i don't know if this is mel gibson adding it this is one of my gripes with this movie mm-hmm. there's a lot of religious talk in this movie this guy of course, we know he lives by the Bible. He quotes verses and things like yeah, that. Yeah, he was a Seventh-day Adventist, I yes. think he was. And to me, this part of the movie is played up to a T. Like, it really felt forced at times. I don't know how true to fact that all this is. I can't believe it all would be. But this guy quotes scriptures and things many times throughout the movie, almost battering you over the head. There's a lot of scenes about this with people he's fighting with, with the colonels, with the generals, with his father, with his girlfriend. It's just always present and it's always alluded to. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I'm sticking this in your face. You're not going to forget it. And uh, what do you think? Well, of course, I, I can't say it's exactly. Because- Even if this guy was religious in real life, it's upplayed in this movie. It's all about that, really. I think... I mean, apparently from what I've seen, and I mean, we haven't watched the documentary, but I actually want to. I think it's pretty real. I mean, the, the way this person was, like he was this kind of person. And actually, also, but I did read- did you have I to read, batter us over the face? Even if this guy was identical to this, did we need to see a hundred scenes of this? I don't know. The point is that I think if this is the kind of person that he really was- if you omitted that, that would be a disservice. I'm not saying omitting it. I'm just saying don't play it up after every dialogue scene because it comes well, into play know. constantly. I don't know because we I, know from the beginning that this is who he is. When he has trouble with his leaders, this is who he is. Does he have to talk to his buddies about it? Does he have to talk? To, do we need them scenes where it's a constant thing? And we can't get past this. I don't know. Because I think that speaks to the character of the person. I, I really don't know. But if they say that he... Um, I read that the son of this guy, like he was pretty much moved to tears by how accurate it was, a representation of his father. And also I read that they actually omitted things from the movie that actually happened because Mel Gibson thought that they were too unbelievable. Like, like people would, would never believe that something like that had happened. And, and they took out those things and they had to do with his beliefs. So no, I understand that if you didn't, you didn't feel that at all. You didn't feel like you were being preached to. It would be easy seeing that. I mean, you, everybody knows, I think Mel Gibson is like a super believer. And yes, at times it does feel a little like you're being preached to. But then again, if this is the way he was and this is the way he spoke, they had to present it like that. 
I get that, but you're not taking my point into an account. You felt the same thing I did, and you know dang right well there could have been many scenes, and actually longer scenes too, five and ten minute scenes, that really could be deleted because it doesn't progress the story. It's just we know this guy has conviction. We know what he believes. He said it 30 times in this movie. How many more times do we need it being well, said to know what this guy believes in? The thing is that if he has said it and he has repeated it nonstop, you cannot expect him to stop at the time of the war. Yes, there, the, like, there are things, and yeah, I get your point, that they could have omitted because it does feel a little bit forced. But then again... I don't know. All right. Well, I'm done analyzing this story. Do you got anything else? I want to give props to Andrew Garfield because he did an amazing job. I mean, he is a great actor. Also, he was in the the social network. Maybe you've seen him in that. He was Eduardo whatever his name was. Oh, yeah. He was the guy that got ripped off by... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh uh Okay. Yeah. I think he, he was incredible even his accent was great i mean i mean he is british and he pulled out a very nice southern accent yes he felt authentic down home southern boy with the accent yes that's out of his element and is shocked by what some people do yes i agree but he at was the same great time, all the way through at the same time he gave a a very i don't know grounded personality to this guy you know super idealistic but never with his head on the on the clouds like he was perfectly sure of what he wanted to do and what he was going to do and his performance is beautiful i think and his smile i mean the way he smiled and he smiles a lot like i thought it was an amazing performance i don't know really why this movie hasn't been talked about more because it is i think it has this is pretty old four years yeah, but even f- four years ago, like, I mean, I did hear about it, but here I did read only. some comments, and some people just don't like Mel Gibson. I can tell by what they're saying. Yeah, that's that's the, the uh, a thing that is very prevalent nowadays. Some people just can't separate the person from the art well, or from the creations of this person. Well, he's made some snide remarks about things over That the is true. yes. It is true, and I do not agree with him, but I can appreciate a good movie when I see it. I think he's the only one that could make this movie. I don't know about that. I, but uh, With what this guy was about, he was the perfect guy to direct well, this movie. No, I mean, I don't know if he and was the only movie, guy. And I do want to see Gore because it feels like you're in it yourself. And if you're not showing Gore... You're just hearing wails and things like that. It doesn't work. When you're seeing it, it has much more of an impact. Yes. And warning, if you don't like gore dismemberment, you don't Don't watch this movie. All right. Time for the rating and recommendation. You heard my negatives. Uh, That's my beliefs with that. Vince Vaughn, Sam Worthington, out of place. Could have had much better actor drill sergeants and the guy over him but i'm still hitting an eight out of ten i really enjoyed this movie i do think there was some downtime in that first hour and 20 minutes i was getting impatient to get to the war i actually told the phantom how long have we been watching this like how much more is left because it was a while yeah it was like half it's a total drama the first hour and 20 it's almost like a coming of age (laughs) type thing because this is his first time dating and he's learning how to date and i mean it was enjoyable it's funny at times it's prolonged though too but i still enjoyed the movie as a whole the technicals are off the charts here eight out of ten you need to own this movie Well, I think, yes, I understand what you say about the first part of the movie, but I also think that it was completely necessary because it's the only way that you are really invested in who this guy is. So I am perfectly okay 
with that. And also, I mean, I knew what was coming because of that snippet that we saw at the very beginning of the movie. I knew that when it started, it was going to get real and things were going to happen and it was going to be brutal. Actually, <laughs> this is a movie. I, I don't think that this has happened to me with many movies. Like I, at some points, yes, I felt like I wanted to hide, not to be seen by the enemy and stuff like that. It, like it feels like you are really there. And absolutely, I agree. This movie represents war the way it probably is, the way that we don't want to see this. Definitely, we don't want to be in this, but that's the way it is. And this is not glorified in any way. It's just raw and brutal and it's magnificently done. I think this movie is a nine out of 10 and you should definitely own it. All right, let's get to the good stuff. All right, 4K disc. This was shot on digital cameras, almost 4K. I think it was 3.8K cameras, but it was downsampled to 2K because there is a lot of special effects added here, then upsampled back to 4K. It is HDR10 and does have Dolby Atmos. How's that video quality? Excellent. It is amazing. You can see every little thing. There's a lot of color in the first part of the movie, as I already mentioned. And those sceneries, like those landscapes, they are amazing. They are so, everything is so clear. And then in the, in the war parts, you get a lot of flamethrowers and yes. that fire, Was that man. many flamethrowers used in the war? Oh, my God. The amount of flamethrowers used in this was unbelievable. I had never seen anything like that in a war movie. I thought I was watching oh the flamethrower killer or something. There I is know. so many. I think the only other, the it's Overlord, the only mo other movie that I had seen with flamethrowers. But, man, they use it here all the time and it looks incredible it is like something else and yeah i mean it's amazing i mean they had to obviously they used a lot of practical makeup and also but i don't know how much cgi was used but in that remember there was a moment when i was like how did they do that some soldier that had no legs he actually has no legs so they like made him up to look like he had just lost them, but it's actually a person with no legs. So that was clever. And they actually put the flesh on him because you see flesh and everything. Yeah, so I, that had to be practical makeup, probably. I thought and, uh, for some reason that was done digitally. You know, like yeah, they did in, um, it, what's that? Forrest Tom Gump. Hunt? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and also that's what I thought. But then I was reading, of course, IMDb helps me, and uh, yeah, I mean, there was, at least I only read about an actor and I, I'm sure it must have been him who had no legs because he lost his legs, I think also in a war or something, or the point is that he, that he has no legs, but they made him up to look like he had just been blown up or something. And it's like, whoa. But of course, there are a lot of other special makeup effects with other wounds and everything. And you, not for a second, see anything that looks fake at all. Yes, even the gunshots and the wounds and the bullet going through them. And oh, the sound there. And Phantom's oh. going to know this. They do some slow motion action scenes, which I think they should do in these superhero movies because it makes it look totally real. Yeah. When somebody's spinning or kicking a hand grenade away, they do this great effect and it slows it down, and then you see it explode, and the bodies tumble. So real. Phantom is dead on. This is a reference material disc. Oh, it is absolutely. crystal clear from second one. All the daylight scenes, the faces. I felt like I was there in the hospital with them. I yes. felt like I was there in the movie theater with them. And when they get to the boot camp and then into war, you feel like you're in the mud with them. It's so deep and velvety black with every shadow and everything purely visible. Yeah. Shadows in black you see. And then you get tons of specular highlights, 
tons of fire scenes out the yin yang. I have never seen so much fire in a movie in my life. And you people out there know on these 4K TVs with HDR, fire looks like it could come into your room basically yeah there is one scene like i think towards the end when the person holding the flamethrower actually throws a flame toward you yes and i i i I was in awe i was like wow okay i do have one criticism though but i do want to talk about the audio oh the audio is we talked about the dialogue we mentioned incredible i'm actually blown away i don't know how many discs i've actually heard that has so much action and you could still hear everything very easily nothing straining nothing oh what did he say there what did he say down in the bunker what did he say over there a hundred yards away so intelligible while so much gunfire and mortar rounds are going on around them yeah and i will tell you people every shot directed at a helmet will hurt your soul oh it's like i mean of course that also goes to the actors and the way it was directed but every time someone gets shot on a helmet it's it's like oh oh. i gotta say this one scene phantom it's when they first get out there and um oh my god (laughs) like they're ducking down in a hole and they look up and all you hear is like a boom and you see the guy, they stay on it, get shot through the head. And then he's like, you see him, he's dazed, he's running. And then he gets shot again and his head gets ripped. I'm like, oh my God. Like that's what the first, I think, graphic scene was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Outside yeah. of that beginning montage yes. Yes. where there was things going off around and you see people injured. But you seen this like it was happening live. Yeah, And, and- I actually said out loud oh my god yeah and that is not some guy in the background it's the guy that is there right yes. in front of you it's is like oh oh my god and the uh, spurts don't look like fake cgi no. if you've seen any horror movie you've seen tons of these fake cgi bullet wound things yeah it oh. looks so Ooh. real sound all around you engulfed everywhere because there's planes flying over there's just so much happening and you're in there okay back to my criticism phantom yeah and this is the only reason i can't hit a plus because sound is a plus and the disc it is reference show everybody this to show off your tv and your set and they'll be blown away this type of movie will show them what they're missing. And also here, if you got a system, is there's some wide angle shots here. I would, I don't know if I want to say several, a few, I would say three that I picked up on when the camera works just like panning a little bit and they're giving you an overview of like this landscape and there's fires going off in certain spots. Mm-hmm. It looked fake. Okay. I picked it up three times and I'm almost sure I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm like 95%. It was digital fire. And it's the only criticism I have with this disc because I think 4k definitely is going to allude to seeing fake fire. As you know, Mm -hmm. even on the TV, you can tell you can be watching regular TV, a Blu-ray DVD. It's very easy to spot fake Fake fire fire when you know you've seen movies yeah (laughs) i I didn't pick it up but i completely trust you (laughs) yes there's just like three two three and they're just panning it doesn't happen often you see a little fire on the right and one little smoldering over here and then one way in the back it looks like it's a half a mile away and it just didn't look real. And I'm going to the 4K on that. I think they should have tamped down those scenes right there. But outside of that, this disc is incredible. I am giving this disc a solid A. You need this movie 
It is incredible. I'm not the biggest of war fans. I don't typically like a lot of war movies. This war movie is in my top five of all time war movies now. It just edged out 1917. And that was, I think, like fifth. I think I went through one day. This just edged that out. Just by the whole movie, there's way more action going on. But I still really enjoyed that story, too. And that disc is off the charts, too. Don't have near the sound this does because so much more happens in this movie. Mm -hmm. But this is a solid A. I want to get your grade first before we get the features. I also have a solid A. It's beautiful. It's really reference material, and yeah, it's absolute. Like, this is one of those movies where I say, if you're going to get it, just get it in 4K. Don't get it in anything else because you will you will be missing out. And grain lovers need not apply because there's not one little splotch of grain, and yep. we love it. It's incredible, impeccable, sharp, clear. You can't do any better than this this is reference material on both fronts all right what's special features and they are on the 4k disc another positive okay we have deleted scenes veterans day greeting with mel gibson the soul of war making hacksaw rich a comprehensive documentary detailing the making of the film including the real life people and story Casting, filming, special effects, stunts, and interviews from Mel Gibson, Andrew Garfield, and more. Theatrical trailer. All right. There you have it. Reference material, demo material. It's one you need in your collection. You need to buy this. And the best thing about this, since it is four years old, it's not no $34 disc. I think we picked it up at Best Buy for $14.99, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was in, in one thing that they, they were cheaper discs for some reason. And you gave me a choice between this and something else. I don't remember what, but I really wanted to watch this movie. And I am so happy I chose it. Outstanding movie. So that's going to wrap up episode 25. Don't forget to get over to our guest book and leave us a comment, a recommendation, a suggestion, whatever you may have. And if you haven't subscribed to us yet, please do so because we're putting out a lot of bonus content and you will be notified right away when a new episode lands. So for Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. We will catch you very soon. Later. Later.